8.32. So, following Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's remarks during a media interview on Saturday, interpreted as a refusal to have a bilateral summit with his South Korean counterpart, citing a tight schedule as host of the G20 summit, a senior presidential official here has said there will be no Korea-Japan summit on the sidelines. And we're ready... To meet, apparently, but Japan appears to be unprepared. Local media outlets should no doubt have a say on this, Teddy Peck. Mm-hmm. Good morning to you. Let's start with the hunger. Alex. Okay. Uh, noting on the report by Japanese media, where Prime Minister Abe was quoted as saying his schedule was full and he wanted to make a uh, comprehensive decision, Hanjarek concluded Abe seemed to be hinting that he might not be able to meet. South Korean President Moon Jae-in during the summit taking place in Osaka this weekend. The paper expressed its deep regrets that the Abe's message would imply that he has no interest in improving South Korea-Japan relations, which are currently at their worst. It's very typical for the leader hosting the G20 summit to have a series of bilateral talks with leaders, though, isn't it? Mm, Absolutely. It has been a long practice for the South Korean and Japanese head of state to have a bilateral meeting during the G20 summit, almost without exception. In that regard, Hangyore went on to say that the Japan's disregard of this precedent would be a breach of diplomatic protocol. Does the paper see any reason behind Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe not accommodating President Moon on, during the summit? Well, the paper indicated two things. One is the South Korean Supreme Court ruling of last October ordering compensation for forced labor during colonial days. And another thing is Japan's upcoming upper house election in July. Mr. Abe is applying pressure on the South Korean government to deter the implementation of the court's order while rallying Japanese conservatives ahead of the election, the paper said. Let's take a look at Japan's Nihon Keizai Shimbun, as reported by Yonhap News Agency. As the uh, host nation of the G20 summit, it is not desirable for Japan to create a confrontational situation with neighboring South Korea, the paper advised. Nihon Geijai expressed a uh, critical view about the Japanese government's intention trying to link the matter of South Korea-Japan summit with the initiation of the arbitration process, although the paper said it acknowledges the need for such a process. What's the recommendation by this Japanese outlet? Reporting that South Korean President Moon Jae-in is scheduled to visit for three days from Thursday, the paper stressed that a rare opportunity for Moon and Abe to meet face-to-face should not be missed. It pointed out that it is not a wise strategy to try to corner South Korea. A deliberate step on the diplomatic front, pressing for President Moon's resolution would be more desirable. The paper also called for the South Korean government to move forward If it continues to reject dialogue without proposing an alternative, it can hardly avoid criticism. We can also move on to another domestic outlet here, the Sege Ilbo. Mm -hmm. Uh, The media interview by Japan's Prime Minister Shinzo Abe of last Saturday on the matter of South Korea-Japan summit and the uh, following message by South Korea's presidential Blue House on Tuesday 
clearly show how deep the conflict between two countries goes, Segeilbo noted. It is irresponsible for Japan as the host nation not to be accommodating to a summit with the neighboring country. But the paper also pointed out that the South Korean government might be criticized for pursuing a summit without having a clear-cut strategy. So the Segeilbo seems to hold both leaders accountable for this grim scenario. Somehow, trying to take advantage of worsened ties for its domestic gains, Japan would be largely responsible for the current situation, the paper commented. But part of the responsibility would be laid on the Moon Jae-in government as it has failed to expand the horizon of South Korea's diplomacy while being obsessed only with the uh, normalization of South-North relations. Did also leave us with some advice? Mm-hmm. Uh, not only from the uh, geopolitical point of view, but also on the uh, economic front, the two countries cannot be isolated from each other. For South Korea not to become the odd man out in Northeast Asia, it should not ignore the uh, significance of Japan. Let's finish with the Chosun Ilbo, another conservative outlet. There always have been ups and downs in the relations between two countries, but the current depth of discord, discord has never been precedented, and it could become even worse. Chosun Ilbo expressed this concern. The two countries are confronting many challenges ranging from the issue of Japanese wartime sexual enslavement and conflicts over compensation for forced labour victims during the colonial era to the radar lock-on dispute of much more recent times. Mm-hmm. On most of the fronts, including diplomacy, national security and economy, the relations between the two countries have been strained by distrust. For example, last week, the South Korean government proposed to Japan that Korean and Japanese companies voluntarily contribute to a fund to compensate the uh, first labor victims. But the idea was flatly rejected by Japan within an hour. According to Joseon Ilbo, a similar scheme was positively considered by the Japanese government late last year, but at the time, South Korea's Blue House rejected it. So... Any suggestions? We've been going from the advice from various of these outlets. What's the Chosen Ilbo left us with? Well, according to the paper, uh, director of the U.S. State Department's Office of Korean Affairs noticed Tuesday that good relations between South Korea and Japan play a pivotal role for the denuclearization talks with North Korea to be successful. The diplomacy should not become an arena for the emotional fight between countries. The paper concluded. Sometimes international diplomacy does look a little bit like bullying, and we certainly see a power struggle, but we'll be going to the workplace arena on that same note in a little while. For now, Teddy Beck, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Alex.